Hello, hello, and welcome to The Healthy You Podcast. My name is Stevie Moon, and I'm your host. You may know me from TikTok or Instagram, but wherever you know me from, I'm just so grateful that you're here. Joining us today for this incredible episode is a quick little disclaimer. (laughs) A disclaimer that this is entirely an episode with the intention to empower you. Um to empower you to be your advocate throughout your physical and mental uh, health journeys. Um, this is not meant to be a, a uh, call out of any health professionals. This is simply just a different perspective that has been formed throughout years of mental health and uh, health seeking from my experience. So, It also will probably be a little bit triggering for those who um, are experiencing any mental health crises or or health crises. As I know, many of us are uh, aware of the current situation, the health, the global health situation right now. I just think it's very important that we all start to become aware that we as individuals not only have the option to be our advocate, but the it's our duty. It's our duty to be our advocate, and that amplifies when we step into the doctor's office. Now, if you are a healthcare professional, as many of my family is, um, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your compassion. Um, I know that you know that this isn't directed at you, and that there are people in every field that don't do their jobs uh with the intention that, that that they can. And so I'm not trying to call anybody out or say that there's any specific uh, field out there that is um, not doing good enough, but it's upon us as individuals to know what we need, to know, okay, this is the kind of health journey that I am on. This is what I'd like it to look like as close as this, and these are my health goals. And I just want to place you in power. Okay. So I'm going to be going on some stories here. Um, I'm going to be telling you about my recent experiences at some doctor's offices as, as well as my past. Um, so we're going to dig in here. It's going to get pretty deep and I just want to thank you for your presence. Thank you for being here and let's find out how to be our advocate. Guys, today we are talking about being your own advocate. Being your own advocate. This is something that for most of my life, I have been kind of raised to stand up for myself. And um, I think it started back way back when, when I fired my own piano teacher because she was really mean. And she was always writing like report cards to my mom and not teaching me what I wanted to learn. And my mom empowered me one day and she said, you know, Stevie, who, who writes the check to her every month? And it was me because my parents wanted to give me a, a checkbook so that I could write it out. I, I could pay for my pizza days and I could pay for my piano lessons. And uh, I said, well, I, I do. And she's like, so y- she works for you. And I said, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does. She does work for me. Um, she said, well, if she works for you and she's not teaching you the way you want to be taught or she's not doing her job, uh, then you can fire her. 
and I was, what, I want to say 10, 10 or 11 when this happened, very young, and it got me to the place where I just realized, wow, I have the power, <laughs> you know, if someone works for me, or if I'm getting a service from somebody, and it's, and they're not doing a good job, I don't have to just sit here and, uh, and take it, so I called my piano teacher, little, little young Stevie called her piano teacher, told her she was fired, and she immediately called my mom, and told her, you know, how does this girl have the audacity to, to call me and fire me, you know, and she's like, well, you, she, you gotta, she, she pays you, so <laughs> my mom stood by me, and, you know, it was, I eventually found a piano teacher I, I really, really enjoyed, but who would teach me the stuff I wanted to learn, um, but it was just so interesting at that very young age to have that experience, um, and I have carried that with me throughout my life, um, and I'm going to teach you a little bit about it today because while uh, piano teachers and and uh, teachers and different different you know professors they work for you you know they they work for you, um, you're paying the money, <laughs> and we kind of get this idea that we have a that they have an authority over us because they're teaching something to us. Um, but you have to ask yourself, like, are you giving energy to them in forms of money? And if so, if you're not getting back what you would like to get back, then you can, you don't have to hire them again. (laughs) Simple as, um, but where this comes into play for this episode, mm, it comes into play for health. Because this has probably been the biggest area in my life where I've had to be my own advocate. And I had to learn it through, you know, tough, the tough school, <laughs> uh, through hard knock, oh, the hard knock life, hard, hard knock university. That's not what it's called. Um, I had, I had to learn it the hard way because I went to several doctors when I was younger, um, uh, when my mental health crises back when I was about 17, 18, um, and I was starting to notice that there was something in my, in my mind that I needed some help with. Um, and I went to some doctors and the first doctor I went to, I called my insurance and I went to her and she was actually a, uh, a licensed nurse practitioner, I believe, uh, at the, and she could write you scripts and different things like that. And, um, so I went to her and she ended up prescribing me, I think about 11 different medications in like 11 months, including medications that I didn't need. (laughs) Um, one time I had mentioned that a friend was on Adderall. I was like, yeah, my friend, he's got ADHD and he's on Adderall. She's like, oh, so you need some Adderall? And I was like, huh? And so she wrote me a script for Adderall and I never filled it because I felt so wrong about it. Because I know, you know, people buy Adderall in the streets on the, you know, the, you know this is something crazy. And I was like, I'm not going to take this. I don't need this. Like the, I just said one thing and then she wrote me a script for it. And I started to realize then, I think this was when I was 18, that not all doctors care about you. And also you have to kind of hold things within yourself and say, Hmm, how do I feel about that? And you know, when that's the hardest to do is when you're in a vulnerable place 
And while I was 18, if you're familiar with uh, episode one, I talked to you kind of through my my story when I was 18. I had a pretty big mental health crises and I ended up going to many doctors finally after my se- my second suicide attempt, which a lot of these medications did not help. These, these uh, I overdosed on some of the medications that these doctors gave me. Um, I ended up, I ended up going to an inpatient where the doctor said, I need to take you off all this medication because this isn't helping. You don't need medication. You need, um, you've got something called BPD and you need to go to dialectical behavior therapy. Um, medication, uh, sometimes work for some people, but in other cases it can exacerbate things and, uh, therapy and, and skills and tools are your best option here. Um, and I went and I went through a 16 month program and it changed my life. It really did. It didn't change my life in the first, you know, 10 months, but in the, in the full 16 months, it, it, it totally changed my life, gave me the skills and tools I needed that were not medication. But that was after, I think after I went to the first doctor, I went to another doctor in her office, same sort of situation there. Um, and then I, I overdosed on medication that they gave me. They misdiagnosed me too. They misdiagnosed me as schizophrenic, which is a pretty big thing for me to admit here on both camera and on this podcast, because I held that within me with so much shame for so long. Um, because I was like, man, (laughs) things are really bad. Things are really bad. And they, they diagnosed me as a schizophrenic with bipolar, um, which is not true. I, I, I am not a schizophrenic with bipolar, but at 18, um, with, uh, different medications and you, you pump these medications in your body and you start to have more symptoms and and things go kind of, kind of crazy. And to be honest, those years were my dark night of the soul. That's when it started. And, um, at some point I realized when I hit the rock bottom, um, after, after my second suicide attempt that like this, this, there's something not right about going to the doctor and having them not really know who you are, even though you've seen them many times and to, to get facts wrong about you. Like sometimes the doctors would say certain things like they're like, oh, you, you had this, you know, you've been here for like two years and you're like, I've been here for six months. You know, they don't know who you are. They're, they're prescribing you medications that you don't need to be on. Um, and, and, and that, that honestly make things worse. And when you are 18, what do you do? You take the medications because nothing's going right. You're all alone. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, failing like some of my classes at university. I, I, um, my first long-term boyfriend had cheated on me and I just like, things were like not going well. So I was like, yes, please give me anything that will make this better. And when you're in that vulnerable position and you're not taught that you can be your own advocate, you can end up in a situation like I did, where you overdose on medication and you end up in the hospital and in, in, in inpatient twice, you know? 
and I hope that that doesn't happen. You know, I actually need to, I need to do this, uh, this episode will be quite triggering for anybody who's listening. So I'm going to cut and cut this part right here. Mark it. So a little bit of a a trigger warning today, we're going to be talking about mental health and physical health and, um, uh, suicidal attempts, uh, and drug overdosing. So we're going to want to, if this is not a place where you're in a space to, to listen to these things, I completely understand. Please take care of yourself. If, if you do have, a a space to hold and, um, be able to listen to this episode. I highly appreciate it because I think that the information here that we're going to talk about being your own advocate, uh, everyone needs. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So when you're not able to be your own advocate, because whether or not you have been kind of whether or not you're young and you're vulnerable or you're in a, in a health crisis of some sort, um, you're, you're kind of in this position where you're going to probably end up hitting some sort of rock bottom like I did. Um, or you're going to have some wise adult talk to you and say, look, you are also an adult and you have choice and you, and like, are you happy with this? Do you feel satisfied? Well, no, but the doctor says that sometimes it can take years to find the right medication. Do you want it to take years? Or do you want to find a better doctor? Or do you want to be on medication? Like, when does the doctor sit you down and ask you, okay, what are your health goals? What are your mental health goals? How can I support you? Instead of asking you, what's wrong with you? Tell me all the things that you're going through that are, um, crises, um, where is the positive and where, where's the, the asking of what you want is where my question is. And, and look, I eventually found a a therapist who, who was not a psychiatrist. She was a, a therapist who changed my life because she was able to model language for me, model care for me that I had never experienced. So these healthcare professionals that are, are the ones that you are looking for, that support and that kindness, they're out there. I just want you to be able to hold it within you, even if you are feeling vulnerable, to take this episode and say, am I so vulnerable that I'm unable to look at this and say, this is not the care that I want? Um, And that can happen even when it's not mental health. And that happened to me this week. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But wherever you are right now, ask yourself, with my healthcare professionals, am I, am I satisfied? Am I being given a bunch of medication, um, that I don't, I don't know is working or that are, it's causing side effects. Ask your body how it feels. How does your body feel? Now, another thing that is really interesting is when you leave a, a doctor's office or a healthcare professional office, how do you feel? Because this is how I knew this week that I needed to find a new doctor. So um, I am pregnant and I needed to go into an OBGYN. I'm new here in Austin, don't know anybody. Um, But I needed to go to OBGYN because we got into a little car crash and um, a cement truck ran into us. 
uh, ran a stop sign and ran into my car. Luckily we weren't that hurt. The, the car is now in the shop. Um, but the EMS people did tell me, you know, follow up with an OBGYN. I was like, well, I don't have one, so I'll have to find one. So I found an OBGYN that was highly rated and had kind of like a more boutique practice. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, groovy. Let's, let's go do this. And when I went there, um, I'll kind of line this story up for you. Um, I'll tell you the whole story. Actually, I went there and first things first, there was major red flags. They didn't have any paperwork available. Their system, their system was kind of like, uh, glitching, uh, but their paper, their new inpatient paperwork, they didn't have any. And then it took them about 15 minutes to print some off. Um, and they had a sick, somebody who was sick, who was throwing up and coughing. Um, and like she had come in and they were like publicly discussing this while I'm like standing there trying to get some paperwork. Um, and then luckily like a supervisor came by and I think kind of pulled that the sick girl aside because she was like, man, this is probably not great for, for a, a new patient to be seeing that this is how we run things. But I mean, look, people get sick. It's fine. But it was just so unprofessional from the moment that I went in there. And then I sat down and this is something that you may not like, you're going to hear this and perhaps it's not going to resonate as weird for you, but it was very weird for me because I, I look at details and that's just how my mind works. So I look at all the little things and if the little things start to not add up, that's how my, I communicate with myself, my intuition that it doesn't resonate. Um, and they had this big installation, this wall that's uh, like the center point of their entire office. And it's like kind of like a shiplap wall with driftwood. And in the driftwood, some of the, some of the planks are flush next to each other. And some of the planks are, uh, unevenly spaced and none of like, not in a pattern, just in a way that like whoever installed this wall did a really bad job and who the doctors signed off on them. They're like, great. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and you can kind of see through the wall. It's just like a really bad job. It's a really bad job. And I realized, I'm like, I, I had the thought, I wonder what else is a facade here. I wonder what else is a facade here. You know, um, they had a bunch of like top, top doctor of the year, everything X, Y, and Z, but the building it was in, it was just like, it was, things were kind of like not adding up to me. Um, I went into the doctor completely like, yes, I'm going to, whatever, all that stuff, whatever. Um, and they were really hung up on the fact that I had had suicidal attempts, which is pretty much, uh, like when you, when you tell a doctor your health past and your, and your medical history, um, if you've had any sort of depression or anxiety, um, or suicidal attempts, you, even if it was 10 years ago, you'll notice that these that doctors tend to perhaps zoom in on that. <laughs> and I, and I know that they have to, I know that right now there's a lot of mental health awareness. Um, and so like, they don't want to get sued for overlooking something. 
Um, but they also tend to be invalidating and kind of chalk things up to, to things that don't exist. Um, and, uh, and I was like, man, like I was 18, I'm 26, I'm pregnant. I'm here for that. I'm fine. Um, you know, the doctor's like, do you need to be on anything? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm okay. Like, um, and I, I know they got to check cause some, some, uh, medications can be hard, hard for pregnancy. You may have to come off and everything. So I understand. It's just, it's just, uh, I suppose when you get down to it, it's the interpersonal interactions that sometimes happen with doctors, um, with some doctors, some doctors you walk in, you're like, I'm a human being, you're a human being. And like, I feel so safe and cared and nurtured. And then sometimes you get into a situation where they're like telling you stuff, like telling you what to do, um, with no choice or consent. And that's where it gets kind of tricky. And that's what ended up happening. So I, um, got my, uh, my ultrasound, which was a vaginal ultrasound. So they get the, the stick, they shove it up your vagina. <laughs> and that's really what it felt like. Um, I, I mean, I've had, I've had these before and my pain tolerance is, you know, really high. Uh, but it just was like, really, I felt like I was being cattle prodded. Um, and like this thing where I get to see my baby for the first time ever was like 30 seconds. It was like, look at the baby. You're really early. Look at the side, look at this side, done. Pull, pull right out. No, it was like so much shock. And, and I, it was that moment of shock where it was just like, I didn't know what to do because it, this this really important moment that I had been kind of nervous for was all all of a sudden um, done. It was just over. I'm trying to figure out what happened, and then he's like, "Have you had your flu shot?" And I said, uh, "No." And he's like, "Well, we'll get that taken care of today. I'm gonna send someone in." In and, and then um, he had asked me how I was feeling, and I had told him that I had been really morning sick, and he's like, "Well, you." let's put you on some B6 and some Unisom, which is a sleeping medication. And I'm sitting there and I kind of can intellectually think of like, well, I don't want to be on any medication. I don't want the flu shot right now. You know, intellectually, those are thoughts that I'm not even sure came up to, to my conscious because I was still in shock that something had just been like it, that, that was it. That was, that was me getting to see my baby for the first time. Um, and, and the whole interaction was just so, so medical. And I know that that can sound like, well, yeah, see, you went to a medical you know, doctor's office, but there's a certain level of, of care where you're, you know, being interpersonal and you're, you're, uh, I mean, if you put something up a woman's vagina, like, and you're taking care of them. I, ideally <laughs> you want to make them feel a little bit comfortable and when you're seeing your baby for the first time you know probably like more than 30 seconds <laughs> it just was really weird but what was even more weird is he, he left and then the the nurse came in and gave me the flu shot and I left and I, I got the flu shot I'm gone and I'm walking out to my car and I just kind of felt anxious and floaty dissociative and that's not normal for me it took me while I was driving home. I was like, I think I got to find another doctor. This is not how I want to feel after I give birth. And I kind of had like a intuitive knowing that if I did this, if I 
that he was my doctor, then I would end up probably pumped full of medication I didn't want to be pumped full of. It just seemed like he cared more about billing, like being able to bill me um, and in and out and just so quick. And like, it just made me really concerned because like all the reviews online were like, this guy's so like, he just cares. He just takes, takes his time and everything. And like, maybe this guy had a bad day. Doctors are allowed to have bad days. Maybe somebody was sick in the office. I'm sure that was stressful for him. You know, his, his front desk, not very organized, probably stressful for the doctors as well, but also probably indicative of how everything is run. So if things are saying this is so good and you start to notice that things are not so good, you can kind of start put, putting two together. It was a business. It was a business. And that's what this was. This is a business. And not not a care like a healthcare facility. But but in truth, that's really what our medical system is right now, is is businesses. Um, and so we could go on there, but I'm not going to, because whether or not that's something that resonates with you, you can kind of think about it. I just, I just want you to know that you are worth taking some space and some time to say, was I okay with that? Did I consent to getting that? No, I, I didn't consent. He didn't ask me a question. Did, like, did I ever tell him, like, was I ever asked, like, what kind of pregnancy are you looking for? Like, what what kind of care are you looking for? You know, was I ever asked anything about me that was a human thing and not about previous mental health? It's just things start to pop up and you start to have to ask yourself, like, even if this is what everyone else, like if people watch this and they're like, look, that's just like so normal, that's fine. If, if that's normal for you and, that, and that's what you're going to accept as normal, then that, that's okay if that resonates for you. But it doesn't resonate for me. And it definitely doesn't resonate with now that I have had a birth and, and I have, I'm 26 years old, I am not in the most vulnerable position of my life and I know who I am and I know what I'm about and I know how I approach my health and my healing considering that I'm the one who did all of my healing work you know definitely have to have to have to say like I gained a lot of skills and tools from um from my therapist Caroline um when I was 19 and I use those skills today you know, and I teach them too, because they changed my life. But all the work that that was that was me. And so when I'm asking myself, how do I want to get taken care of? And and, and is this okay? That's a you thing, you get to pick that. And don't ever feel sorry for saying actually, no, this doctor who's, he's got all these awards and everything. And uh, pr- probably everyone loves him. Like, I'm actually not in love with that. I don't want to be treated like that. I want to go in and at least be able to, like, look at my baby for a minute or two. I want to go in and and feel like we're building a bond because this is somebody who's going to be with me for the next 40 weeks of my life. And who's going to deliver a child of mine. 
But even if it's not a, a, an OBGYN, what if it's your mental health professional? This is somebody who you're asking to guide you through uh, a healing journey. But some people don't want to guide you through a healing journey. They want to push medications on you that aren't healing. And I've been through that. And I want to validate that that's something that happens. And I feel like I haven't talked about it so much in the past because I've been scared. I've been scared because the first thing I, I hear all, every time I tell anybody is, well, medication works for me. But does it? How many medications have you gone on since you told me that the medications worked for you? How many medications, like, stop working or they don't work or they cause such bad side effects? Before you go and, and defend medication, for, for, for working for everyone ever, or before you even, like, I'm not going to demonize it for everyone. Just wipe the slate clean of everybody else and just ask yourself about yourself. How do I feel? And does this feel right for me? Do I, wanna, do I want to have this kind of service, this kind of support, this kind of care? Do I want, this, is this the plan that I want to go for? Even if a doctor says that that's right. Now, unfortunately, I've seen this happen to uh, people who are in such vulnerable places where they, they have made decisions that have impacted their health for like life. My, my father included. He just got his thyroid taken out. Now, the doctor made him think that the thyroid doesn't do anything. And maybe, maybe that was lost in translation, but that seems like something the doctor shouldn't have said. Because the thyroid does do something. Pretty big. Pretty, pretty, pretty big deal. <laughs> so, ask yourself, before any sort of medical, mental, physical health that you go into, even if you want to go into it, even spiritual health, does this feel right for me? Is this what I want? And maybe even writing down and going in with a game plan would be helpful. It's honestly what I'm going to do for my next, when I go to the, to another doctor and I do my research and go to another doctor, I'm going to lay it all out. And I'm going to say, look, I just went to a doctor two weeks ago and I won't be going back to that doctor. I want to make sure that this is the kind of care that I'm looking for. Um, and kind of like a job interview, because if this is somebody who's going to be involved with your life for the next couple of years or, or you know, even the next year f for an OBGYN, they should be providing care that that is stellar uh, f for you. And obviously not everybody is for everybody. Um, but you need to be your advocate to make that decision. Now, if you're 18 and you're feeling vulnerable and you feel like all your friends have gone on medication and gone to therapy and, and, it's, and it's changed their life, therapy absolutely changes lives. 
But ask yourself before you go on medication, before you go on medication, before you accept any sort of health plan, make sure you have those conversations with your doctors. Say, look, I'm looking for this kind of health. Like for, well, I'm going to tell my OBGYN, I'll just lay it out. Um, so I'm looking for a natural pregnancy. I don't want to go on tons of medications. Um, I don't want to have, uh, I want to have a natural labor. Um, I want to focus on holistic health and healing. And that's what I'm about. Holistic, meaning body, mind, soul, the whole, the whole package. Um, so just taking a couple minutes and writing down like what your health goals are, whether it's your mental health goals or your, or your physical health goals. Um, and like what kind of plans, like maybe you don't know the right plan, but what kind of general plans you're okay with, or you're not okay with stuff that you'd like to avoid being able to articulate for that yourself. And like, if you can write it down and hold it in your doctor's office, this could give you just a little bit of space for like, if that kind of white coat syndrome kicks in, because I would say that I'm not a very afraid person of doctors. I'm not, I'm not afraid. And I definitely can articulate my, my, myself. I just, I don't know what it is, but when you're vulnerable, your legs are spread. Someone just stuck something up your, your vagina. You're, you're, um, kind of nervous about your baby trying to hope that everything's okay. You're feeling nauseous under a mask nonetheless, <laughs> you know, be kind to yourself now for the vulnerabilities you may have later. Okay. And be your freaking advocate, my friend. Okay. I think this is where we're going to leave it. The, the, the up and up is that at the end of the day, we have got, we, we've got our backs and it's okay if we haven't always had our backs, but we're becoming conscious that we have choices and we are becoming conscious that we can be intentional and becoming conscious and intentional about your health and your healing and your journey with a medical professional, a mental health professional, uh, and even without and that's your job. That's the only thing you need to worry about is making sure that you're okay with what's happening. Okay. Don't ever blame yourself for walking out of a doctor's office and not having been okay with something. You know, I kind of was worried about that. I was like, man. But just don't go back. <laughs> don't go back. Get a new doctor. If it makes other people mad, that's fine. They're not getting examined by this doctor. Talk to your parents. Talk to your support, your friends. And when all else fails, if you're like, am I blowing this out of proportion? I want you to ask yourself, what if my best friend just told me this story? Am I livid? Because you deserve the same love and the care that you give your best friend. And you're going to have to be that best friend for you. And you really do. I promise you. I know it's not easy. When 
you can't even get out of bed. Or when you're so sick and so tired that you're struggling to get things done during the day. But I need you to care about you for just a second. We're going to start programming that into your reality. Programming that self-love and that self-care into your reality. And that's what it really is about. Being your advocate is an act of love. It's not an act of revolution or, or you know, um, being a radical. It's that you love yourself enough to be conscious and intentional about how you allow other people to treat you, including doctors. As I said, these are not people who are, you know, the end-all be-all. In fact, when I went to the doctor uh, and I finally got diagnosed with BPD, which I no longer am qualified for, by the way. Um, but when I got diagnosed, like, the doctor said, I cannot believe that this, is, this has happened to you. That doctor should have their license taken away. No one should have ever put you on these drugs. Doctors are human too. Please make sure that you are, and if you can't be your, your own advocate because maybe you are really, really sick right now, I need you to talk to your support system. Say, look, this is what I, give them your plan and say, this is what I'm looking for. Come to the doctor's office with me because I'm not, I'm feeling in such a vulnerable place that I can't um, be my advocate right now. But this is what I'm looking for and I'm not okay with this and... You are not alone, my friend. This is brave. It's brave to, to do this. Why? Because for the last several decades, we kind of have just assumed that doctors always know everything. The science is always evolving. And science is heavily funded. And someday I hope that it was funded by us. And not companies that are trying to make money because I think that we could uh, come up with some better 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 study ideas don't you okay my friend I hope you have a beautiful beautiful day I will keep you updated I have a pregnancy update going up on YouTube soon gotta tell John's parents about the pregnancy first <laughs> um, and I kind of tell this story there uh, a little bit as well but Go and check that out. I'm going to bring you along the, the journey um, to a conscious and intentional pregnancy.